Hey, Feasters, and welcome to episode 151. And today we've got an awesome show for you. You will learn in today's show how to approach cold outreach strategy and the key to unlocking it. Welcome to the Ask Res podcast. I'm Jason, and I'm here to help you get past those bumps in the road, those struggles, those things that hold you back from building an amazing and profitable freelance business each and every single day. And a part of that business is cold outreach. I've spoken about cold outreach emails in episode 127, where I essentially tell you how to write an email. But prior to that, you need a strategy to get to that email, right? Look, you can't convince anyone of everything, right? So the first thing to remember is that cold outreach is a numbers game. If you cast a wide net with no bait, the more likely it is that you're going to have to throw away most of the fish. What I mean by this is if you have a large list of emails or contacts of a particular industry, trade, or a segment in general of your niche, most of that list isn't going to be the right kind of client for you and you are just wasting your time as well as theirs. The segment that may listen to you will be smaller, but mo even most of them won't be, you won't be able to convince them or change their behavior to show them that what you can do for them is valuable to them. The segment that is the smallest are those that fit for your business. Because they see value in what you do, there is no change of behavior here. They're more likely to be receptive to what you have to say. These are the kind of contacts that you want to target for cold outreach and not waste time on everyone else. Instead of picking an industry, trade, niche, and then casting a wide net and a very general wide net at that and praying for responses, and then weeding through another round of bad leads just to get to those good ones? Think about how you can throw away the biggest chunk of leads first. You won't be able to change the behavior of anyone if they aren't ready to listen and accept the value in what you do. In episode 56, I was asked, do I get any leads from my content? And you will hear about the buyer's journey in that episode and the different stages a potential client will go through before they even become a client of yours. If you take this idea and apply it to your cold outreach strategy, if only for a small amount of time and resources spent on it, you will greatly increase your chance of success. Cold outreach metrics say that a 1% response rate is good. The sad part is that that 1% doesn't even have to be a positive response. Let me explain a bit about my business as an example of this in practice. See, I do email automation and behavioral marketing for some of my service clients. This entails a lot of e-commerce and membership website clients who need that sort of a thing for their business to grow and retain current customers organically over time. Business owners often try these things for themselves and get frustrated with all of the nuances that go into it between the development on site to link up data points to specific events, as well as 
figuring out exactly what the intent on the customer is, they just simply don't want to know how to do it all and get frustrated with it. They much rather just have it done and then see the overall picture. But the thing is, is that they see the value in it and know what it can do for them. So they seek out help. Those are my ideal cold outreach candidates. Businesses using platforms and products that I can work with, but they seem to struggle with the setup. Now, conversely, any e-commerce business or membership website could benefit from my services. Any website that sells anything, to be honest with you, could, in fact. But if they are more focused on paid advertising campaigns or other means of generating business that isn't on-site personalization or automation, they are more likely not to want to wait for the results and fully understand their customer's journey and just want that next sale to come through. Now, that's a general statement, but from my experience, that's the reality of it. I'm not going to be able to change their behavior at this point in time to learning a bit more about what makes their customer tick and so that they can actually shorten the time to first purchase, retain customers longer, and increase their customer lifetime. To be honest with you, they're going to just be focused in on what's working for them right now in their current state of their business. Sure, I may be able to swing a few of those kind of people, but I want to play that numbers game more to my favor. And if I could put a little bit more upfront focus into who I want to reach out to with some specifics in that strategy, I will increase my chances to close the deal, but also save time and resources in that next step of those of the sales conversation with leads that are not my ideal clients. This isn't easy and requires you to carefully listen to sales conversations from an objective point of view and pay attention in ways that you may not be doing so during your conversations with clients right now. But if you start paying attention, a bit more attention to the details of your existing clients and the good leads that are coming into your business that turn into clients, you'll start to be able to further segment your cold outreach in ways that you haven't done before. Here's the important key. This segmentation will really fall in line with whatever objections you are getting that aren't budget related with the leads that you have now. When you start to see and hear those objections, you can address them further up the chain and earlier on in the process to increase your cold outreach campaign success rates. I hope this was helpful. And if you're planning a cold outreach campaign, I'd love to know about it. Tweet me at res or send an email to jason at res with three z's dot com and let me know about it and how it works out for you. Until next time, it's your time to live in the feast.